Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Samach Vav, the first Daf of Perik Amanalek Wen Gadol, the seventh Perik of Haba of Mesechik Gevamot. We will begin at the new Perik. Today's Daf is available. Mr. Victor Sabag is anxiously awaiting someone to call him to sponsor today's class. Okay, we begin. Almana lekohen gadol gerusha vachalutza lekohen idiot. If you have almana who marries a kohen gadol, or a gerusha divorcee who marries a kohen idiot, now we all know that they're not allowed to marry each other. However, if they do get married, the marriage has actually worked, and they're husband and wife, and they, she will need a get. Now, normally, when a girl gets married, uh, she has two types of. Um, Nechasim that she could bring in to her husband. There's Nechse Melug and Nechse Tzon Barzo. What's Nechse? Nechse means property Melug of Melug and property of Tzon Barzel. Okay. The difference between Tzon Barzel and Melug is as follows. A Tzon Barzel, let's say she, a woman will have uh, two slaves she brings in. One slave let's say we'll call the slave uh, Leroy, okay. is recorded in her ketubah. Which means that in the ketubah, we say that the woman is bringing in with her to the marriage, uh, Leroy and $10,000 and a, and a house in Florida. Okay. Okay. Those are tzon barzel, hard as iron, like sheep and iron, which means that they are Hers for sure. They're 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 for sure completely hers, okay? Because okay. they're in the, when the marriage dissolves, in the case that she takes them home with her. So they write this in the kitzvah. That was right in the Correct. Then there's nechse. And what's the difference? Is the difference will be that uh, even if the slave dies, the husband owes her a slave like that. Oh really? Okay. Yes, because it's in the kitzvah. Okay, whereas in Nechse Milog, Milog means it's her slaves. Of course, the husband can use, like, like Tzom Barzel, the husband can use the property while they're married. Yeah, okay. Okay, but if the slave dies, it was her slave that dies, and it's none of it, not his problem. If the slave, if the slave dies, does not have to replace it? No, no because that, that wasn't in the Ketubah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the Ketubah. So... Yes, it's hers. It's still, both of them are hers that he could use. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But the difference is whether he's responsible to replace it or not. Nechse Milog means not responsible to replace it. Nechse Tzom responsible to replace it. Okay? Now, we're, we're now discussing what about those two things in the event of an Almana marrying Kohen Gadol. So this was a legal marriage. Okay? But in general, a slave that belongs to a to the husband is allowed to eat truma because the husband's a kohen. The husband does not lose his kohen status just because he married this girl he wasn't supposed to marry. The girl can't eat What? The girl, can't eat. the girl cannot eat truma. No. But what about these slaves? What about the girl's slaves? So let's see the Gemara. Oh. Says the Mishnah. If she brings in with her both of them, both types of slaves 
If they're they cannot eat chuma. Which means they're written in the ksuba. Then they can eat chuma. This is what happens to them of demiluk. Which means, these are the rules. If the slave dies, Metula, it's her problem. She lost them. Of course, he can't. He won't be able to use them now. But it's her problem, not his problem. That, her, that the slave dies. Okay. Let's say they increase. Let's say they have children, and now there's more money. When they have when they have kids, does the kids become slaves? Yeah, slaves? sure, sure, sure. And if they become slaves, whose extra slaves are they? Are they his extra slaves? Or slaves forever, or they slaves forever? Forever, like seven years. Forever, forever. That seven years is Jewish slaves. Okay. Okay. And if they if they increase, they have a little baby, right? Mm-hmm. Kenisha, who does Kenisha belong to? To the new, uh, to the wife. Right to to, to the wife yeah. only. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now. Even though he has to pay for their food, still in this case they can't eat the truma of the kohen. Mm-hmm. Now, the Elohim have if they die, metulo. It's his problem because he's going to have to pay her some other one. Because since they're in the ksuba. He's gonna to have to come up with another slave to give her after death. Okay. If they increase, itiru lo. That's his gain, right? That's his gain. If they, so they multiply. They belong to the husband now. Yes. Well, they can eat two more. So if they increased in value, then it, uh, the, the extra goes to him. He only gets, she only gets the value that's in the Ketubah. Mm. Okay? And therefore, they can eat Shuma. Now, a regular case, what happens if a Bat Yisrael marries a Kohen, which is the way it's supposed to be, not a, what's it called, a regular Yisrael girl marries a Kohen. Okay. Then, she brings him slaves. Ben of them, Ben of this, either way they keep Shuma. Because then there's nothing wrong over there. We'll see soon why. Ubat Kohen, Shini said, Let's say a Bat Kohen marries Yisrael. Bat Kohen was able to eat Shuma, and now she's not. Okay? She brought him slaves. Ben of them, Ben of this, they used to be able to eat, to eat Shuma, but now they can't. Because yeah. now has the husband's is that okay? Ask the Gemara. Look inside. The Avdei Melug lo yachlu b'truma. Is that so? The Avdei Melug can eat truma. Oh yeah. Am I or not? The Avikinyan she cannot kinyan. Let it be like kinyano, like a kohen's property. Shekanah Kenyan that bought other property. And the rule is that property they bought property is allowed to eat Shuma. Bitanya we learned. Minayan the Kohen Shinasaisha. How do we know that from Kohen married a woman? Vikana Avadimo, he bought slaves. Shirkhlub Radhika eat Shuma. Shinaim Advir Kohen ki ekne kinyan nefish kaspo huyachel. And if a Kohen acquires a soul, 
with a kinyan kaspo, he could eat. And we continue. How do we know that if his wife bought a slave, or a slave bought a slave, they could also eat shumah? It said the word kinyan twice to tell you that even his acquisition, which acquired something, it's also kinyan. So if so, his wife is an acquisition, and the and his wife, the wife's acquisition, and her, his acquisition acquired something, which is the slave. So why can't the slave eat truma? Why do we say, Avdemiluk can't eat truma, should be able to eat truma also? You are lost. Let's start again. We said in the Mishnah that if a Kohen marries illegally a divorcee, that there are two different types of slaves that she could come in with, Avdeh Meluk and Avdeh Tzorn Barzil. If they are Avdeh Tzorn Barzil, they can eat Shuma. Avdeh Meluk cannot. Okay? And again, if they're not listed in the Ksuba, then they cannot eat Shuma. If they are listening to Shuma, then they can eat Shuma. So we're asking now, why are you saying that the ones who are not listed cannot eat Shuma? It should be a regular case of a Kohen's uh, property that acquires property. If a slave acquires a slave, it becomes a Kohen slave and can eat chuma. If his wife acquires a slave, it becomes like his slave and can eat chuma. So why can't this one eat chuma? Answers the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Kol ochel machil, kol ochel machil. Anyone who can eat chuma, can give chuma, can allow their slave to eat chuma. If they themselves cannot eat chuma, then their slave cannot eat chuma. So therefore, we want to say that the Tzom Barzal ones, which are the husbands 100%, and their loss is his loss, and their gain is his gain, therefore they can eat Juma. Mm-hmm. But the Malog ones, which are hers, and she, by marrying him, became a Chalala. Mm-hmm. And a Chalala cannot eat Juma, and therefore neither can her slaves. And that's the difference between Avdeh Milug and Avdeh Tzorn Barzil. Avdeh Tzorn Barzil, since they're listed in the Ketubah, and in the event of a dissolving of the marriage, will be his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're his, and he's still a Kohen, and therefore they can eat Truma. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, her slaves, which are not listed in the, Truma, in the Ketubah, and had, if they died, it's her problem, they cannot eat Shuma because she is a Chalala due to the fact that she just got married to a Kohen illegally. And therefore, she can never eat Shuma ever again. And neither can the slaves. Let me ask you a question. So if she's a Chalala and she puts the slave in the Ketuvah, the slave can eat Shuma? Well, she only became a Chalala through marrying this guy. Yeah. Now, by putting the slave in the Ketuvah, that means that the husband is responsible. And since the husband is responsible, he can eat chuma, so so can the so can the slave. So, and the wife can't. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Ask the Gemara, oh yeah? Vilo, is that true that you can't eat chuma? You want to say that if I can't eat chuma, I can't make my slave eat chuma? I'll show you a case where someone cannot eat chuma. And the slave can. Let's say you have a Kohen who doesn't have a Brit Milah. 
he can't eat truma, but his slaves can. Or a Kohen who's Tameh. A Tameh Kohen cannot eat truma, but his slaves, if they happen to be Tahor, can eat truma. Like that? Like, why didn't he have a brit milah like that? Why didn't he have a brit milah? Well, whatever reason. But if the slaves have a brit milah, they can. You see, it's not true. So why are you telling me that this lady cannot eat chuma? Because she can eat, so her slaves can eat. Look at the Kohen who's Tameh. He can eat, and yet his slaves can't eat. Interesting. But he can fix it. Oh, oh, that's what the Gemara answers. Says the Gemara, no. Hatam Pumayu Ki'ivle. Over there, they met, it's when the, these guys, who guys Tameh, or the guy's got to break me, didn't get to break me laugh. It's like a guy whose mouth hurts. He's not eating because his mouth hurts. But he's not disqualified. She's disqualified. Yeah. There's a difference between disqualified and your mouth hurting. Yeah. They say mouth hurting, it's a mashal. Yeah. It means, like you said, temporary. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay. So that we answered the question. Over there, the mouth hurts. Here, different. Okay? Says the Gemara, yeah. Vare mamzer. What if you have a mamzer? You have a kohen who sleeps with a mamzeret, and you have a kid who's a mamzer. Okay. He can eat truma, and yet. Other people can eat truma with them. Now, how does that happen? A mamzer can eat truma. Let's see Rashi. Vare mamzer. You see Rashi? Vare mamzer? Says Rashi. Bat Yisrael, Jewish girl. She nisset the Kohen, who marries a Kohen, v'yalda bat and has a daughter. V'abat and the daughter, nisset the mamzer, marries a mamzer. V'yalda ben, and she has a ben. What's the case? What's the case then? A regular Jewish girl marries a Kohen. A regular Jewish girl marries a Kohen, okay. Okay? And has a daughter. Mm-hmm. Now the daughter marries a Mamzer. Okay? okay. Illegally. So the Bat Kohen marrying a Mamzer. The Yalda Ben, and she has a son. Okay? Umeta, and then she dies. Okay? Ben Kayam, and the child is alive. So his the kid's grandmother is the wife of Kohen. Okay. Which means like this. The, the, the grandmother. Watch what happens. Okay. The rule is that a wife okay. of a Kohen can have Chuma. Okay. 
even though she can't have, she can, even though she doesn't normally eat shuma, but while she's married, she can eat shuma. Okay. Okay. What if the husband dies? Then she can't eat shuma anymore. Okay. Okay. But if she has kids from him, then she can eat shuma. If she has kids from him, then even if the husband dies, she can still eat shuma. So now, in this case, so watch what happens. So now, no, yeah, no, listen to this case. No, you have a regular Yisrael kid who marries a Kohen. Okay. And they have a daughter. Okay. Who marries Mamzer illegally. Okay. Has a kid. Okay. A boy. Kid's a Mamzer. Yeah. Okay. Mother dies. Serves her right. She shouldn't have married a Mamzer. Okay. Okay, whatever. Okay. And now, the grandfather dies. The, the Kohen, the original Kohen dies. Nice. Okay. So now who's left? Who's left is there's, there's a Mamzer son-in-law. Forget about him. Who cares about him? And there's a grandmother, and a baby, and a grandson in the house. A grandma and a grandson in the house. Wait, the grandma and the grandson are somewhere. The gr- well, the, there was a, a, Jew, a Yisrael girl married a Kohen and had a daughter who married a Mamzer. Oh, okay. Okay. Girl, so so the, there's a daughter, and the daughter had married a Mamzer and had a Mamzer baby. Okay. Okay. So there's a gra- Mamzer grandson. Yeah. A regular grandmother. And a Kohen grandfather regular. Okay. And just a daughter who married a Mamzer and had a Mamzer kid. Okay. Good. Daughter, now, the daughter dies. The daughter passes. Okay. okay. Let the Mamzer die also for all we care. Okay. Mamzer's okay. dead too. Okay. okay. They're both dead. Okay. Now, uh, then the grandfather dies. The, the no, Kohen. The Kohen. Dies. From the, okay. The grandfather dies. I got it. The Kohen. Okay. The grandfather dies. Okay. And then, the, the, the grandmother is left with the grandson. That's all. They're left here. Yeah, okay. Now, grandmothers will ask the rabbis, can I eat chuma? They said, well, the rule is that if you have children, you cannot eat chuma. If you had no children from your husband, then you can't eat chuma. Well, I had a daughter. So, okay, where is she? She's dead. Oh, mm, no good. Well, she had a son. Oh, yeah, she had a son. You still have kids from him. Okay, you can eat chuma. Well, the son is there. Even though the son is there, that son is a son. It's still children. And therefore, the son is feeding the grandmother truma. So you told me. He can eat it. Yeah. Ah, so you see, you that's someone who can't eat could make someone feed truma. So why can't the lady who is a divorcee who marries the Quen let her Abdel Maluk eat truma? I'll show you this case. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You got it? I got it. It's like. Okay. What is Abdel Maluk? Yeah. We said in the beginning of the class, okay, that if a person is, if a, you want to explain it to him, okay, if a lady gets gets into marriage, she's two types of slaves. There's nechsem eluk and nechsem tzorn ba'azel. Nechsem tzorn ba'azel are written in the ksuba. Nechsem eluk are things that are not written in the ksuba. Different thing whether it's written in the ksuba or not is whether or not she has to has to come back and pay pay it back to her. If in case the baby the, the the slave dies, if it's in the ksuba, since he brought she she writes that she's bringing into the marriage this thing, he will if in the, if the marriage dies he has to give her a slave even if her slave died. Uh-huh. Whereas Maluk he's not responsible. She he gets both of them he gets to use, but one he's responsible to reimburse in case it dies. One he's not. Okay. okay? Now we said that same Maluk she can't can't eat truma. I see. Okay. In this case, why? Because since the mother is a halala. Right. So since the owner is a chalala and the chalala can't eat chuma, since this melog is really the property of 
the mother, and the mother usually can eat truma when she's married to Queen, but this time she's divorcing, so she can't eat truma because she's a halal now. So therefore, the, neither can the stays eat truma. But the Tzomar is not can eat truma. Okay? Good. Now. In that case, if the Mamzer passed, passed away, which the grandmother would be able to have truma? Or was the living? If the mom, no, then she then, then there's no one life. Okay, so and she has no kids. Have, only if the mamzer was living, she would have. So you see, the mamzer is feeding the grandmother truma, mm-hmm. and you said that we don't have. You said it never happens, right? Says the Gemara. Amar Avina, Kinyan ochel kaamar. She eno ochel eno machil, which means when we said, we originally said. Anyone who eats can feed his life. Anyone who can't eat can't eat the can't eat this can't feed his life. That's what we said. Now we're saying no, an acquisition that eats. So the wife, which means there's a difference between which means there's a difference between the case of the the the. The Kohen's wife, who's a chalala, um, not allowing the slaves to eat. Over there, she's the kinyan. The kinyan, she's the kinyan of the husband. And therefore, she can't feed unless she can eat. The kinyan can feed when they can eat. And, that, and she can't eat, so therefore she can't feed. The kinyan. But the grandson is not a kinyan. He's a son. Sons can feed even though they can't eat. Okay, so only Kinyanim can't feed. That's what we're remodifying. Okay? Kinyan ochel kamar. Kinyan ochel machil, she'en ochel eno machil. That's one shot. Shot number two. Rava Amar. Midoraita michalachli. Really, according to Rava's answer. That's answer number one. The first answer was the answer of Ravina. Okay? Rabbi has his own answer. He says, no. Really, in both cases, really, just like the, the Mamzer eats, the, mom, the Mamzer grandson could make the grandmother eat Juma, so too, really, the slaves of this girl could also eat Juma. The slaves of the divorcee who marries the queen should also be able to feed the slaves Juma. It's only the Rabbanan that she, they can't eat Juma. Why? Why not? According to this, this is going to Rabba. Ravina says it's Deoraita. According to Rabba, no, no, it's the Rabbanan. Why? What's the law? Rabbanan the Gazi, why? Kadesh Tomar Ani, any Ochelet, Abdi Enan Ochlin, Zonahi Atzlo. Hilkach Ati Lafke. Which means we're trying to make her realize that she shouldn't stay married to him. Right? So by delegitimizing the marriage, even though they're really fully married, and really she needs to get, right? Mm-hmm. But we want her to feel that he didn't really take her, and she's not really locked in solid, okay? Cause, and she'll feel a little bit like a zona, as if the husband's just having an affair with her. And the, being that she doesn't feel legitimate, she'll leave him. And we want her to leave him, because she's a, she's, he's doing a sin every time he sleeps with her. Wow. So the way we do that is by disqualifying her slaves, we let the Tzom Barzal ones in, and the next look, they can't eat Shuma. Even though Madurai said they really can't eat Shuma, because really, there's no, rule, there's no real rule that if you can't eat, you can't feed. 
but we'll do it anyway in order that she should feel illegitimate and she'll leave. Okay? That is according to the answer of Rava. Okay? Rava Ashi Rava Ashi says no. Gizera Shema Tochal Achal Mita. We're worried. Really, Midoraita, they can't eat Shuma. But we're worried that maybe after the husband dies, she'll still feed them Shuma. In other words, like this, we're worried. By the Tzon Barzil kid, both both slaves, once the Kohen dies, can't eat Shuma. Okay. Right? Now, but we're worried that the Kohen, the Tzon Barzil ones, which everyone looks at as the Kohen's property, mm-hmm. everyone's going to know that when the Kohen dies, can't eat Shuma because they switch to the lady's property. But the Malog ones, if there's only Malog ones, then people think it's the lady's stuff, and they, the, her lady stuff are eating truma, then maybe they'll let it feed, feed them after the husband dies when they really they can't. Mm-hmm. And if we make a gizina, never give them truma. A widow can eat truma? A widow? A regular case. A widow? Yeah. Depends if she has kids. She has kids. Yes. And she has no kids. No. no. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. If we should do the same thing by, if that's what you're, according to Rav Ashi, that we're worried that maybe you'll feed truma after death, and even an irregular girl who marries a queen, we should say that you can't, they can't eat the Maloki Chuma. It's, why do they make this rule only by a, a, a divorcee who marries a queen? If you're worried about someone feeding after, after death, it could happen to a regular Batisil too. Why do you only pick on this girl? Ravashi didn't really say that. Nupshat Ravashi. Balmana Kohenet. This is talking about. Almana, who marries the Kohen Gadol. The Aiti La Uruye. She oh, might. Kohen yeah. Gadol? Yes. She Almana might say. Means, Almana means. Um, um, Halala, right? Anyway. A divorcee. Divorcee, right. Right. So we're talking about a girl who was the daughter of a Kohen. She became a widow. Daughter of a Kohen, ready? Yeah, well. Married uh, Yisrael. Mm-hmm. Yisrael dies. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then she marries a Kohen Gadol. Mm-hmm. Illegally. And then the Kohen Gadol dies. Okay? So she's a double widow. Make one thing clear. Kohen Gadol cannot marry a widow, right? Correct. He doesn't anyway. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what happened? So she's going to say, when I first got married to the Yisrael, right? Mm-hmm. And my husband died. I was, once I married the Kohen, my slaves couldn't eat Shuma. Well, no, once I married the Yisrael, my slaves couldn't eat Shuma anymore. Ooh, then this husband died. I went back to my father's house and they couldn't eat Shuma. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Now I married the Kohen Gadol. No. They could eat Shuma again. Midoraita. Okay? And when the Kohen Gadol dies... I should be able to go back to eating Juma. And she doesn't realize that she became a Chalala. And now her kids cannot, her slaves cannot eat Juma. 
and therefore we make it that when you marry the Kohen Gadol, you can't eat Shuma, because therefore you're, we're afraid that you will end up feeding, end up feeding your slaves Shuma just like you did at the last widowhood. But the last widowhood, you weren't a Chalala, and this time you are. And therefore, even though we could eat Shuma, we don't let you. So she cannot eat Shuma while she's married to the Kohen Gadol? She for sure can't, because she's a Chalala. But her slaves are not Chalalim. In, in any case, oh, the slaves could eat, but she cannot eat. But we won't let the slaves eat even while she's married uh-huh. because we're afraid that afterwards she'll fe- continue feeding them just like she did last time. Yeah. Okay? What if she had a kid? What? If she had a kid with the Kohen Gadol over there, kid bichal. And then the kid can feed the slaves, huh? No, that kid, feed, kid would feed the Almanah, but not the slaves. Okay, hold on. So now, Moses Tenach Almana Kohenet. That makes sense if the Almana to the Kohen Gadol was originally a Bat Kohen originally. So in the last widowhood, she was able to eat Shuma. But if she was the daughter of Yisrael, that in the last widowhood also couldn't eat Shuma, why would we make a Xerah in that case? We always make a Xerah on all widows. Whoever she is. Okay. We are now on the second to the last line of the page. Itma, we learnt. A woman who brings evaluated property into the Ketubah. So, sometimes a woman gets married and they write in the Ksuba in order to make sure that she gets it when she, when she gets divorced. They write in the Ksuba that she comes in with this apartment building. That she, she, she owned this apartment building going in. This way, in case the marriage ends, she gets her apartment building back. Okay? okay? Good. So, let's say they evaluate the apartment, apartment building at $7 million. Okay? okay. And, then, and then she comes in and written, she's coming in with this property on East 6th Street. On East 6th Street, that's worth $6 million. Whatever it is. Okay? okay? Good. Now, then when he dies, he, Omer, she says, I'm taking my stuff. She wants the house. And he says, He says, I'll give you the money. I'll give you the six million. They break the marriage, right? In the Ksuba it says, she has this property worth this money. So she'd like to take the property. She, I guess she thinks the property is going to go up. He'd like to give her the value and keep the property. But the Ketubah says both. It says, it says the property and the value of the property. Mm. So he says, well, it says the value, so I'll give you the value. And she says, well, it says the property, so I want the property. Yeah. Who's right? Hadini, me, which one's right? Okay. Intention is always the property, not the money. Well, that's what you said. But if it was just the property, then you should just write the property and don't write, don't write the value. Ah. Uh, if it has increase in, in value, maybe the increase the difference will be between the. Yeah, let's see. If Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says, he says that she's right and she can ask for the property back. I want the property, not the money. If Ami, Amar, no, Hadinimo. If Ami says, no, he's right. The reason why they mention the, 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 the numbers is 
That, that he could take the listen. You, if you wanted just, if you wanted just the property, don't say how much it's worth. The fact that you wrote how much it's worth means I have the right to give you that if I want. Mm-hmm. You came in with six million dollars. You didn't come in with twenty million dollars. You came in with six. Here's six, and I'll see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Angry. I'll tell you why. Because once you wrote the value, what if it went down? If it went down, then he doesn't want the property. Ah, like, uh, uh, okay. So now what? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see the Gemara. Rida says that she's right. Why? Because these are the the prestige of her father's house, and therefore, if she wants them, this we were always proud to have this money. I know you're giving me the money. I got that, but we were proud that we own this property, and therefore, we want to keep it. Mm-hmm. And that's Rabbi Yehuda. And Rabbi Ami says that he's right. Since we said in our Mishnah that if the Tzon Barzal slaves die, it's his problem. And if they go up, it's his his rukis. Since he's liable him, they can eat truma. And therefore, you see that if he's responsible for them, then they're his. They can eat truma. So that's so right. So you see that anything that's recorded in the Ksuba is like it's his. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And therefore, since you recorded this in since you recorded this building, it's like it's in therefore it's like it's mine. And therefore, when I want, I'll just give you the money. And I'm keeping the building. Mm-hmm. You got it? That's, that's the proof of Rabbi. Okay? If the value is stated in the Right, if the value is stated, exactly. Whatever. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Right? Says the Amar of Safra. No, mi ketani v'henchilo. It doesn't say that they're his. It says hoyel v'chay b'chadim ketani. Ulam lav didenu. We didn't say in our Mishnah that the the slaves of the Tzon Barzil could eat truma because he owns them. No, we said he's responsible for them. Not that he owns them. And therefore, since he doesn't own them, he doesn't have the right to walk away with the property. He doesn't have to give the property back. Same thing as this. Exactly. And therefore, he's disagreeing with this proof. And he wants to say, no, she should be right for sure. And she should get the property. Okay. So it says, ah, you want to say that any time a slave, a Kohen is responsible for that slave, can eat Shuma? Oh, yeah? What are you talking about? But now we learned in the Mishnah. Yisrael shesachar parami Kohen. Yisrael who rented a cow from a Kohen. Okay. He could feed him the stalks of Tiruma. Wow. Why? Because it's Kohen's cow. Other mm-hmm. way, a Kohen who rents a cow he's renting it. from Sabag, rent a cow. Right? Again, let's say you have a Kohen who rents a cow from Sabag's rent a cow. Okay? Even though the Kohen's 
responsible to feed the cow as long as he rented it, he's got to feed it. can't feed it because it's not his cow. So you see. And even though, of course, the Kohen is going to be, when you rent a cow, you're responsible for the cow. Mm-hmm, yes. And yet you can't feed the cow truma. Yeah. So not every time when you're responsible for something, do you have to eat truma. And therefore, in our Mishnah, must be, the reason why you could feed your slaves truma is because they're yours. Not because you're responsible. Because you see, in the other case, when you rent it, you don't have to feed it when you're responsible. And therefore, if we're proving in the Mishnah that the slaves are yours, so so to the building is going to be yours, and she can take the $6 million and take a hike. Uh-huh. You got it? Because you see that being responsible is not enough to feed Truma, because when I'm responsible for the cow, I don't have to, I, I still can't feed it, my, my Truma when I want to, when I rent it from Sabag's rent-a-cow, uh-huh. right? So you see that responsibility alone is not enough, you have to own it. If so, in our Mishnah, must be that the husband owns the slaves. And if they thought that the husband owns the slaves, then the husband should own this, the building, and therefore she gets just the money and alamakon. Mm-hmm. You understand? But she loses so that therefore we see that the rabbi is wrong and she should lose it. Okay? This is dumb. Really? The coin doesn't own the slaves. And the responsibility is enough to make you do truma. So then why can't you, if the responsibility is enough, so then why doesn't it work in the rent a cow case? If responsibility for the, if the Kohen has responsibility for something, that's not enough, so it should work for the cow case. So then no. Tizra, when, when we say that a Kohen is responsible for respo- responsible for something that becomes his, that's only when he's fully responsible. This Kohen is only partially responsible. Why? Because when you, when you have a value written in the Ksuba, okay, of a slave, a slave worth a million dollars in the Ksuba, that means you're responsible. If the slave gets weaker, and now the slave is 20 years older and it can only be sold for less money, you're going to have to still pay the difference. Since the, the girl gets married with a 40-year-old slave. Well, right. The, the, the Kohen is, is if, it's, if it's written in the Ksuba, he's responsible for fully, 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 for even depreciation value. By the rent a cow, I'm not responsible for depreciation value. I'm responsible if it gets stolen or lost. But I'm not responsible for depreciation value. And therefore... That the reason why I can't feed my animal truma, if it's if it's sabag rent a cow, is because I'm not responsible for depreciation when I rent a car, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But by the slave, where it's written the ksuba and I'm responsible for the depreciation, so therefore it is fully mine. That's why I can feed the truma. So it is response my responsibility. So really, responsibility when it's full responsibility feeds truma, but you don't own it, and therefore it's not a proof. Okay. How do we know? It's more similar to the Sefer. Yisrael, if you have Yisrael, Shesham para mikohen, who evaluated a cow from a Kohen. Okay? If instead of, let's say you have a Kohen 
who instead of just renting a cow regular at a certain daily rate, he rented a cow and he's worried that the guy who takes the cow for a week is not going to feed it. And the cow will come back all skinny. So he says, no problem. I'll rent it to you, but I'm evaluating before and after. Uh-huh. It's Take it to the market. How much is it worth? $1,000. If you come back and it's worth $800, you're going to pay the difference. That's why you know that you're going to feed it. Mm-hmm. And feed it good. You understand? So if, he, if a Kohen does that, let's say you do an evaluated rental. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? So then, if Yisrael is renting from a Kohen, then he can't feed a Truma that way, that time. Even though normally he can. But since it's evaluated, he yeah. took full responsibility, and therefore, it can't eat Truma. And the flip side, but a Kohen who rented from Yisrael, he can eat, feed a Truma. Why? 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 If you rent from Sabah, because since you're fully responsible, you can. So you see the difference between fully responsible and partially responsible. Okay? And therefore, each proof is still good. Says Yativ, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Bishuli Pirkadu Nachman. Rabbi Yosef sat at the end of Rabbi Nachman's Dirashah. Yativ, Vikarmi, they were sitting and saying, Tanya, Kavitay, Divyuda, right to like of Yehuda, Vitanya, Kavitay, Ami, right to like of Ami, again. There's a machloket about the apartment building, right? Between Rav Ami, Rav Yehuda and Rav Ami. So we're gonna, they're sitting and saying, I have a bright that follows Rav Yehuda, and a bright that follows Rav Ami. Who's the bright Tani Kavitay, the Rav Ami, a bright like of Ami, which is the following. Avdet, son barzayut, in b'shen v'ayin la'ish. Avalo la'isha. The Brighter says, let's say you have slaves that are in the Ketubah. Okay? okay? The rule about slaves are that if someone knocks out their eye, if the master knocks out their eye, they go free. Or their tooth, they go free. Mm-hmm. Only those two things? Yes. Okay. Now, the, what happens if the... the master is the husband the, the master? So who's the master? Which person, the husband or the wife, who knocks out the tooth, lets the slave go free? Let's say, right? Let's say only the wife or only the husband knocked out the tooth. So you, you, oh, there's two slaves, right? There's two slaves recorded in the Ketubah. Leroy and, and Vinny. Leroy, the husband, knocks out the tooth. Vinny, the wife, knocks out the tooth. Well, this is all you're both the same. No. Whose slave is it really? Whoever the owner is. So the halakha is, the brighter, that... If the husband not, if they're written in the ksuba, the husband not, that sets it free, but the, when the when the wife knocks it out, she doesn't, she doesn't go free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you see that the real owner is the husband. the husband, and that's a proof to have Ami that if it's the husband's built, that's the husband's building, and he gives it the $6 million, and Yat, and Alamak, that's a bright like that. You see the bright yeah, The wife did it. So you see. So therefore, you see that the building on East Sixth Street is not the wife's building, and the husband could just give her the money. So put a slave and put a value next to it, and you fix that issue. Hold on, let's see. Uh, one thing at a time. Tanya Kavatei Yehuda. We have a brighter. He's, he's this guy. His brain is sticking this stuff all the time. Okay. Tanya Kavatei Yehuda. You have a bright like Yehuda. Just like this. Hamachneset Shum Bala, a woman who brings evaluated property into a marriage. 
husband can't sell it. So if it's evaluated properly, it says here the husband cannot sell it. Even if the husband brought he brings his own evaluated property. The husband wants to sell it. He can't sell it. Which means even he brings her evaluator that has the same evaluation, he can't sell it. Let's say they needed money and they sold it for Parnasa. Right? It happened, something like this. And it says that the husband could take the property away from someone who bought it. She sold it. He sold it. So how can he take it away if he sold He gave it to someone. Well, he could say, I wasn't allowed to sell it. I need it back. Yeah, he's gonna have to refund the money, but if the property went up, the guy's not gonna be happy, right? Yeah, this is what happens. It was some bars of property, okay? So really, it's hers, and he really he can't sell it, but he sold it anyway, okay? Now the building goes up in value, okay? It was worth six, now it's worth ten. He goes back to the guy who's smiling. So oh, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to refund your money and take back the property. He says, "Why?" It's all, my wife never agreed to the sale. It was hers. So here's your six months. I don't want the six months. I want to keep the property. My wife didn't let. He could do that even after the wife's dead. Whoa. Even that, but how is she going to make a claim on it? Uh, he said I sold it without her permission. It wasn't mine. Here's your money back. I'm sorry. Because it, it, because it was in the Ksuba. That's why you have to need a title search before you buy property. Okay? <laughs> How could you do it if the wife is dead? What? How could you do it even if the she wife is dead? Because he's saying that, that she never wanted it. She never gave permission. And therefore she didn't want it. So what's going to be up in there? Just go to the... Well, he's going to get the property back. Okay. Okay. Would he have to pay a difference to get new to the guy? On the no, I'll give, you back, you, uh, give okay. you back what you lost. So what you put, how much, the sales reneged. Here's your money back. I don't want my money back. I want to, oh, no, but I, your property didn't go up. It wasn't your property ever. I just I took your money for nothing. Here's the money back. And there's not X amount of time. Doesn't sound like it. Could the guy said the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're right each way. So who's the halacha like? Amar Amar Halacha That she does get the property back. Mm-hmm. I thought we had a bright like of Ami. Because the logic is, of Rabbi Huda is more logic, because since the property was her father's uh, prestige, therefore she gets to keep the property. So she gets to keep the property? Yes. Even if it was written in the value? 
Okay. Ha'it, there was once a woman. She brought for her husband a fine woolen cloak. Okay? An expensive woolen garment. The husband died. So the orphans took the cloak. And they used it to spread it over the dead body, the father's dead body. So the woman gave, brought into her husband a woolen, fancy, expensive woolen thing, and they used it to bury the guy in it, right? And... Why the orphans? The orphans are his kids. The orphans are his kids, not her Orphan. kids. Right? Okay, I see. Okay. Now, the question is, I thought we said that whenever a woman comes in with something, it stays with her. And if so, this woolen cloak, why do we say that it, it belongs to the dead body? And you're never allowed to use it for any other purpose because once the dead body, once you use something to bury a dead body, it's never allowed to use anything else. We should say it's stolen because since she wrote it coming in, it's hers. And if you steal something from her, she gave it to him as a gift. She, she, she gave it to him as a gift. Did no, she, you say, you think, she decided, you know, using this uh, cloth for her, her husband? Give it to him with conditions? No, but did, at the time when they used it, did she, she didn't want that? I guess not. Sorry, she was, they didn't ask her. They didn't ask her. We don't, right. know, they, we don't know what she if they, If they said give, she, maybe she wanted it back. Uh, I guess in the end she wanted it back. She said, I never, she said, I never let. What are you doing? And the rabbi says, no, once she got it, the course got it. The, 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 what do you mean? I thought I thought we hold like a Yehuda, that it should stay like the wife's. Mm-hmm. So he said back, Yehuda says that she gets it. But she, she's supposed to get it, but she didn't collect it yet. And therefore, since she didn't collect it yet, it's still in the owner's the, the husband's reshoot possession. possession, and therefore, once they give you put it on the dead body, she can't use it anymore. So, we're not saying it's not hers, of course. Rehuda is right that she gets her things right, but she didn't get it yet, mm-hmm. and therefore, her husband and the and the her husband's dead husband's uh, sons are now are still in possession of it. And since while they're in possession, they used it, they had the right to be in possession until she collects it, right? And since they used it as a shroud for a dead body. Became a sort of anyone to use, and that's why she's stuck. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yours, but yours got used, and therefore there's nothing you can do about it now even, because it's too late. If it, if it is a stolen item, they could if they use it on as a shroud, that one they, can, uh, they can't take it back. What? In general, in general if somebody steals something and uses it as a shroud, as a dead one, and the person you want, your original owner said, "No, I never intended for that. I want it back." Oh, that's coming up now. Right, right. If a guy makdish chametz v'shechrer and he let the guy go, mafkiin midesh shibur, it takes it away from the shibur. What does shibur mean? Okay, you know what? Let's do this tomorrow. Let's do Rabbi Rabbi Tamei tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'Olam. Amen. Amen.